Hey, welcome to Life with Lauren. I'm your host, Lauren Sherman, and I am glad that you are here. You know, I plan to share a little bit about my story, my life, some of the lessons I've learned along the way. You know, it's 2021. These are crazy times. We're in it together, friends. So let's make it the best. everybody welcome back episode two life with lauren super excited to share again i uh you know the podcast i really want to just share life stories i want to just share things i've learned i know in my intro i said that uh but i have a really cool story i want to share tonight and it's super near and dear to my heart i really want to dedicate this episode to my mom uh, Teresa Rose. She passed away in December of 2015. And a lot of what I've learned, um, I've learned from her, also from her life, from experiences, from her passing, all of it. So this is dedicated to her tonight. Um, all right, I'm going to talk about gift giving. <laughs> Interesting topic for someone that is um, not much of a gift giver. Oh, but I'm a gift receiver. You better believe that. <laughs> But I wouldn't consider myself much of a gift giver. I, um, If you're familiar with the five love languages, my top one is words of affirmation. So I give and receive love typically through words. Um, and then probably physical touch or quality time. Uh, another one is um, gifts and acts of service. Those are literally down at the bottom of my list. But, you know, I'll take all five of them. So if you want to give any of them to me, I'll take them. I'll take a gift. It's fine. But it's not usually something I'm motivated to do is to give a gift. But I love getting a good gift. Who doesn't? And I love giving a good gift when it's well thought out, purposeful, practical, when it meets a need, when it blesses someone. There's really nothing quite like it. Um, Matter of fact, I'll tell you um, one time, uh, actually, well, okay, so two times, (laughs) two different times Eric has bought me Um, for Christmas, a trip to go and travel somewhere. And those are the best gifts, literally just Christmas that we just had like a month, a month ago. um, He bought me a trip to Florida. So I get to go to Florida in the spring with a friend this time. How cool is that? So well thought out. There's nothing like it. Um, I will say, I'm glad he surprised me because I um. I usually try to get the information out of people about presents. It would be hard to give me a surprise party. It's hard to give me a surprise gift because, you know, I'm like, hey, what's inside this box? Can I shake it? Um, You know, is it breakable? What letter does it start with? Like, I just want to know. And even if I have a good gift to give someone, typically I'm like, ooh, you want a hint? I don't know why. It's a weird quirk I have. But nonetheless, a a well-thought-out gift given or received blesses the heart, does it not? So I want to talk about a gift that my husband and I um, gave my mom back in 2014. I'm going to start by um, sharing a little bit of my story. I know in later podcasts, I'm going to share more of my story. Um, I'll share all kinds of things about um, my mom. But one bit um, of information is that in 2003, her and my stepdad divorced and she moved um, to Oxford, England of all places. She went across the pond and um, I actually ended up following her and going over there. I went over there a couple different times, but in total it was about six months that I lived over there with her. 
um, she also flew her horse over there. <laughs> so, um, which is really wild. Um, I really didn't know people did that, but they did. For a pretty penny, you could fly, you can fly an animal over across the ocean. So she did. She loved her horses. Holy moly. If you ever see me posting stuff about horses, believe it or not, it is not because I love horses so much. It's just because I know how much my mom loved them. And so there's a very fond association now I have with horses because I think of how much my mother loved and adored them. And they are beautiful, beautiful animals. Um, but we used to walk uh, from where we lived. We lived on George Street in Oxford, England, above a little pub called The Grapes. You can look it up on the internet. <laughs> We lived there and we would walk from uh, the grapes all the way out. I don't know how many miles it was. It was a couple miles away, maybe two miles or three miles away. Um, it was a very long walk. I only did it just a few times with her. And then the other times I'm like, we're getting on the bus. Um, but she she was pretty fit and loved to walk. So a couple different times when we walked, we would walk past a um, Mini Cooper dealership, car dealership. You know, those cute little cars and mini coopers they're super cute they kind of look like um bugs but they're not so every time we would walk by she would just just like rant and rave about these cute little mini coopers and she always said that she wanted one and uh I just I thought oh man that's kind of cute it seems like her um fast forward a couple years and um she ended up uh moving back home um she got divorced and we moved back and over the years, every time a Mini Cooper would pass us on the road or we saw one parked in a parking lot, by golly, that woman would declare, there's my car. And it became like a funny joke where I would point him out and say, there's your car. And she'd point him out and say, there's my car. Um, you know, she'd pretend to get in um, all this funny, silly stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, one thing about my mom is she didn't have very much. Um, she moved back from England with very little. And so, you know, honestly, I think she was just being silly when she would declare the car was hers because I know that she never expected to have one. She just, she wanted one and she loved them, but she didn't have much to her name. Uh, it's not like she was going to be able to afford it herself. We helped her out quite a bit and it was my honor to do that, um, to be able to do that. Uh, but one day I got an idea. And I asked Eric about it. And I said, you know, I want to make her dream come true. What do you think about maybe getting her one? And if I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure that I'm um, recollecting that 100% with accuracy. Honestly, Eric could have been the one that came to me. Um, I think maybe I mentioned it. And then it was like shortly after uh, he was looking on the internet for Mini Coopers and he was like totally serious about it. And I was like, whoa, um, it, it was just a big deal. It was a very uh, selfless thing for my husband to do um, at the time. So we started looking and um, my mom typically was uh, a very, um, the way she liked, you know, her home to look and stuff, very neutral. She liked uh, nautical kind of like not like the red and blue or the blue and white hard but like hard colors but she liked like the robin's egg blue and the light gray and the taupe and the cream you know like beachy tones um, but not the like bright teal and bright blue and bright green she liked the muted 
So we're looking for cars and the only one that Eric and I could settle on was this really loud canary yellow Mini Cooper that had white accents. So the two mirrors were white. The rims were white and it had a white hardtop. Cutest car, cutest car. But I was a little concerned because I'm like, if we buy this, what if she doesn't like it? You know, what if it's too loud? And she didn't always, sometimes she wanted to draw attention to herself and sometimes she wanted to blend in. So I was concerned. So I prayed and I asked the Lord to confirm um, confirm it to me. Um, I've done that a number of times. I'll just take a little side road here. I've done that a number of times. I do it all the time, actually, with decisions. I pray and I ask the Lord to confirm my decision to me. So I say, Lord, you know, think of a job or think of a decision with schooling or something. Um, I'll ask him and then he confirms it or, or he'll show me a, a door shutting, whatever. So in this case, I said, I need you to confirm like that this color is going to be okay. Shortly after, like, I mean, while I'm like, obviously we found the car we wanted. So it was like a matter of like, okay, I need to know like soon. So my mom and I were riding, she was riding somewhere and I was driving and we pulled up to a stoplight and a little moped, you know, is at the light adjacent right next to us. And she looks over and literally she goes, Lauren, now that color makes me happy. And I looked at it and guess what color it was? Canary yellow. (laughs) And immediately, okay, here's me who doesn't like secrets. You know, I want to be like, you will never guess. You will never guess. But instead, I just had to keep my cool and be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's a nice color. So, you know, of course, I can't wait to tell Eric about it. So I tell him about it. We decide to buy the car. And then it was fun because we... um planned a little surprise uh, dinner to, you know, present her with the keys to the car. And uh, we um, had some friends, Ron and Erin. If you're listening, you guys are awesome. We had them uh, drive the car to the restaurant after we already arrived. Okay, so we went and picked my mom up first and rolled up to her house. And of all the outfits she could have worn, That night, guess what color pants she had on? Canary yellow. (laughs) How crazy is that? How cool is that? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. (sighs) So we take her to dinner. We arrive there first. They strategically park the Mini Cooper behind our vehicle out in the parking lot after we're there. We all have dinner and we get ready to leave. And uh, we didn't say anything, but we just walked out. Well, as she was walking out, you know, the Mini Cooper caught her eye, as they always do. And what do you think she said? There's my car. And we laughed. And by golly, she walked up around it. And um, just silly as can be, uh, you know, acted like she was going to get into it. And um, we decided to hand her the keys. And we said, here you go. Get in. Okay, get into your car. And I think maybe she said a cuss word. Um, which made us all laugh really hard because it was so her, a four-letter one that starts with an S, ends with a T. Um, like, oh, you know, mm. so it was so funny, actually. Um, and I just will never forget the ac- the absolute shock, awe, gratitude, and excitement that she had when she realized what was going on. So she hopped in it. 
She just sat there. She cried a little. We all kind of cried. We smiled. And, uh, and she, you know, she headed home. I may have followed her. I can't remember. But what I do recall is that um, she had told me that night she went and she had taken some of her friends at her apartment complex out for a cruise. And she had just cruised. And it was just a really big deal. So, you know, my mom got to enjoy that car for probably for less than a year because we bought it for her in 2000. Um, it might have actually been in 2015. I can't remember. But she didn't have it long. But when she did have it, it meant a lot to her. And she just rocked that thing. So we got the cutest little license plate that went on the front and it said happy, which I still have that um, that plate. It was kind of the European style, the long, thin ones. Um, its name was happy. So the car's name was happy. Uh, it was really cool. I actually, after she passed away, I kept the car for probably about a year, maybe, um, just because I wasn't ready to let it go. Uh, but then, um, when I had healed up enough, I was ready to release it and I let it go. And I have a couple cute pictures with it. Um, it's super special to me. So, you know, the point I guess I'm trying to make is, um, you know, we didn't have to do that, but we were able to, and meeting people, their needs or even their desires, because it wasn't even really a need. She had a car. It was more, I wanted to see her smile. I wanted to make her dream come true. And I'm going to tell you, you have it in your power to make people's dreams come true. Now, it may not be a car. Maybe that's... um out of your means, but it may be a friendship, okay? It may be just you talking to someone. It may be you helping train someone to do something. Maybe you have a skill that you could teach someone um, that was that's their dream. Now, maybe your means is like far greater than that, and you're like, you know what? I could actually um, employ someone. Uh, I could actually, you know, pay for their children's tuition, um, which, by the way, I'll accept if you want to do that for me. Um, two kids, by the way. <laughs> I'm joking. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but the point I'm making is maybe for some of you, it's buying someone's house and paying off their house or renovating their house. Um, there was another time where we did something like that. Um, our church did something like that for a family where they actually fixed up their house and it was kind of like an extreme home makeover thing. Um, sometimes just to do something out of the goodness of your heart and for nothing in return. I mean, it's truly the best feeling. And we're blessed to be a blessing, really. If we really believe that um, we reap what we sow, you know, you hear the phrase, what goes around comes around. I actually believe that and I believe what we sow, we reap just like a natural principle. If you put a seed in the ground, whatever type of seed that is in the right condition, it will grow up into a plant, um, some living something of some sort. So I believe that. And I want to tell you this too, centered around that concept. I believe with all of my heart that money may leave my hand, but it will never leave my life because as I sow, I reap. So even giving cars away or possessions away, lumps of money away, clothes away, um, time, giving time away, I will receive that back in one way, shape or form. Uh, and it, it's, it's really a pretty cool thing. Now I never do it because I'm like, Ooh, well, I want to get blessed later. That's not the right heart. And that will profit me absolutely nothing. That's not sowing good seed. Um, so I'm not going to reap anything good back from that. But the Lord told me a long time ago also, um, live 
and lead with open hands. So do things for people, offer myself to people, offer wisdom to people with no expectation in return for them to reciprocate or to do, they get to choose what they want to do with that information or that possession. I can't give something away with strings attached. I'm sorry, but that's not a good heart. That would either be I'm not motivated by love or maybe I'm fearful um, or I have a lack poverty mentality, so I'm afraid. Uh, I'm going to challenge you on those things. When you give something to someone, you give it to them. It is no longer yours. And that same principle actually goes for when you give your children to someone to babysit, lay down your ground rules, and then when you leave, let the children be taken care of by that grandparent or by that person and just be gone. <laughs> like, it's a principle I've operated by. Like, I tr- if I've entrusted my children into someone's care and I'm giving my kids to them, then, number one, I'm only going to entrust them to people that I trust. But if I've deemed them trustworthy, at that point, I can fully release their care to that person. I no longer am responsible. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Um, In the same way we give possessions away or give things away or give time away, like people get to choose what they want to do with that. I still get my reward whether or not they steward what I've given them well. So basically that was the encouragement I wanted to share tonight. Like you have the ability to make someone's dream come true, to bless someone, to offer something to someone, and do not ever look at it like you're going without because you're offering something to someone. If it's done from the right heart, especially if it's spirit-led, do not question it for long. Roll with it right away before you have time to reason that thought away. You'll never go without if you have a heart like that. If you live and lead and sow with open hands and an open heart, you're always going to have everything you need. Life is really short and we get to make an impact. We don't know what our small acts of kindness are going to do for someone. So maybe it's tomorrow. McDonald's drive through Do a little pay it forward. Just pay for that person in back of you or whatever. Um, do something to bless someone. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. Take care. <music>